Hello and welcome to Spirituality, a podcast about all things spiritual, with me, Elizabeth Lilly, and my co-host, Nicola Jane Ivanov. We're just two spiritual mediums hanging out, drinking tea, and chatting about spirituality once a week. And if you like today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Spirituality. So I'm sitting here with a good cup of chamomile tea. And unfortunately I'm flying solo this week as Nicola couldn't join me for the podcast this week. But I thought that I would take the chance to answer a couple of questions. So last week we spoke a lot about spirit guides and how we were visited by our spirit guides. You know how I talked about how my grandmother used to walk outside my living room in my corridor at night at one point in my life, which was kind of scary, but at the same time really good for me and for my spiritual development because that was the first time that I really connected with a guide when I went to a woman who was a herbalist and who was also psychic and she said to me, The steps you're hearing at night is your grandmother, and she wants you to know that she's there. And she also said that my grandmother was my guide, my spirit guide here on Earth. A question that we got was, what are guides really? And how do they help us in our lives? And how do you connect with your guides if you want help from them in your life? So I thought that we could talk about that for a little while. But first, I'm going to have a little bit of chamomile tea. I guess that there are as many views on what spirit guides are as there are spiritual people in the world or mediums or people having spiritual experiences. But I'll share my own experiences and how I have experienced the connection with my spirit guides and what they have helped me with in my life. So, to begin with, when I started my spiritual journey and just before I started out on my spiritual journey, my grandmother was with me. Because, as I also mentioned in the last episode, she was very spiritually advanced. She was a Sami woman. The Samis are the indigenous people in Sweden. And they have a strong, strong spiritual tradition with shamans and with drum travels, much like the Native Americans have in in North America. So that was her heritage and her magic really helped her in her everyday life. So my grandmother became my first spirit guide here on earth for me. And once I had connected with my grandmother, she helped me get onto my spiritual path. And she helped me evolve and step into what my path should be. To begin with, she started by tricking me (laughs) to find the right people to find my earth teachers that would help me get into the basics of spirituality really and into healing as well. Because I have an eye disease, I wanted to try to improve it with acupuncture once. So I found a woman in a near nearby town who did acupuncture and spe- specifically on this eye disease that I have. And when she'd finished doing the acupuncture, she said to me, well, do you want me to send some Reiki to the needles? Because they can work a little bit better, a little bit stronger if I send some Reiki to them. 
And then she put her hands on my shoulders and I just felt this sensation of warmth. I felt as if hot water was flowing from her hands down into my shoulder and out into my body until my whole body was filled with warmth. And it was quite an extraordinary experience. And then this woman, her name is still Eva, she said to me, well, I can see that you have your spirit guides with you. And since I did not know about spirit guides at the time, she started to explain to me that they were the helpers in the spiritual world that helps us to get on our paths and help us with problems if we have them in our lives. I went on a few sessions with Eva for for my eye disease and every time she would teach me a little bit more about spirituality and about guides. When we hadn't gotten to know each other for a few weeks, she said to me, well, would you like to learn Reiki because I can teach you? And at the time I didn't have a lot of money, so I said to her, well, I'm sorry, but I, but I can't afford it. And she said, well, I'm, I'm just starting out teaching Reiki, so you can be my, my tryout. You don't have to pay me. You can get it for free. Just show up to the training this weekend and I'll teach you how to do Reiki. And I couldn't pass on that, of course. I just felt in my body that this was my path. This was what I, what I needed to do. But the issue was that I, my husband was unemployed and I only had a part-time job that paid very little. So I had very little money. And this was just the end of the month, the last weekend of the month. <laughs> so money was tight. And I still wanted to go, but when I went home from my job the Friday before the weekend, I used the last one of my trips on my bus pass. And I asked the bus driver, so is this my last trip, just to make sure? And he said, yeah, this is your last trip. So if you want to use your bus pass anymore, you need to refill it. So I went home. And I looked through my wallet and I looked through all my jackets and I looked underneath the sofa cushion to try to find some money for the bus fare the next morning. Because the bus ticket to Ava's town was five euros one way. But the only, only money I could find was five euros. So I only had money for the bus trip one way. And no matter how much I looked for money, how much I searched, I couldn't find any more money. I had five euros and I had an apple that I could eat for lunch. I knew that I had to go to this Reiki training because I just could feel it in my body. I had to go. So I decided to ask my grandmother for help. So I'd say, I said to her, Granny, if it's meant to be, if I'm supposed to go to this Reiki training, then please help me in some way with a bus fare. And I had no idea how that, how that could, could happen. But, well, I'd put it out there and I just hoped that it would resolve itself. Morning came and I got up on Saturday morning and I got ready and I went to the bus. And as the bus came and I stepped onto it, I kind of had an impulse. I thought, hmm, maybe I should try my bus pass in the machine. For some reason I had that impulse. 
So I I did it. I put my bus pass into the machine and I looked at the display and guess what it said? On the display it said you have three trips left. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I suddenly had three trips on my bus pass. So I went on the Reiki training that weekend and it turned out that Reiki was the foundation for my entire spiritual practice that I would develop after that. And Eva would become much more than my acupuncturist. She would become my my teacher here on earth, my spiritual guide here on earth. And she would teach me everything that she knew about spirituality which was a lot. And she would help me so much. And Eva would also become one of my best friends. And we have been the best of friends ever since that first day when I stepped into her clinic. And that was about 12 years ago now. That was one way that my grandmother helped me. She helped me to find Eva to begin with, tricked me to get there and start my spiritual path. Because back then I was still very, very much afraid of the spirits and the spirit world. So I would not have done it willingly if I could have avoided it. But then she also helped me get to, to the Reiki training practically so that I could start my journey together with Eva and build my spiritual practice. Let's get back to the question. And the question was, what are spirit guides or who are spirit guides? And in my experience, spirit guides can be our family or friends that have passed over to the other side and that have uh, agreed to be our guides in this lifetime to help us along our way. That is one type of guide, like my grandmother. But then there are also other types of guides. There are higher guides that have a higher perspective on things than the people who have crossed over from Earth, for example. There are also guides that are on an even higher level that maybe have work to do with an entire galaxy. And then there are even higher spirit guides than that, that work with the entire universe. So there are different levels to guides and different tasks that these guides have decided to take on. So that is how I see guides. And right now I am working with another type of guides. And you know that I mentioned them as well in the last episodes, the cloaked spirits, you know, <laughs> the weird cloaked spirits that were standing by my bed one night that turned out to be guides that amped up my healing energy and unlocked a healing potential in me that I didn't have previously. So that was how those guides helped me. But I needed to start out on my spiritual path with my grandmother who helped me with the basics, the basics of spirituality. She helped me to learn the basics of Reiki. She helped me to get into the path where I started to research and bought my first books about spirituality and read about guides and I read about mediums and how they worked and things like that. But then as I evolved spiritually, I needed other guides that had a higher perspective as well. 
other guides that could help me learn other things that my grandmother couldn't help me with. So that's when different guides stepped in. And I also believe that we can call on guides to help us with specific situations. For example, I write music and I write songs. And when I write songs, I sometimes can feel that the song is not coming from me. The song is coming through me. It's coming from someone else through my body into this physical experience. And once I had experienced that, I started calling on the guides, the music guides, whenever I was composing, whenever I was writing a song. They would give me the most incredible songs. And when I am painting, I ask for my art guides to come. <laughs> you can call upon different guides for different areas of life. If you want practical help, then ask for a practical guide to come help you. Because there are tons and tons of helpful spirits around us. And the way that we can interact with them, how we can interact with them, is just ask them to come. But my guides come and go a little bit now. I work with them for a period of time. For example, I worked with my grandmother for quite some, quite a long time. And then other guides showed up along the way. So... Guides cannot only help us physically, as I mentioned, like that my grandmother helped me physically with my bus <laughs> trips, my bus pass. They can also help us spiritually. They can help us with healing. They can also, of course, help us with inspiring us to take certain steps. They can inspire us with an idea, like my grandmother inspired me with the idea to get acupuncture for my eyes and go to Ava. <laughs> And I had no idea where that would lead. But they can inspire us with ideas. And our spirit guides can also give us signs. One of the signs that I have discovered in my life is ladybugs. When I see ladybugs, when I have asked for a sign, I always know that, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to be here. And the first time I experienced that was actually the first night when I was at the mediumship training. And I was sleeping at a small bed and breakfast in a small town very far north up in Sweden. And it was freezing cold. It was February. It's the coldest month in Sweden. And it was so cold. It was minus 35 degrees outside. The windows were white with frost and it was so cold that you really didn't want to go outside. I got to bed at night and then I woke up the next morning and I opened my eyes. I saw a ladybug. A ladybug was sitting on my duvet right in front of my eyes. <laughs> a tiny little red ladybug in the middle of winter when it was 35 degrees cold outside. A tiny little red ladybug had found her way to me. And the night before, I had actually doubted my decision to go to the mediumship training. Because as I told you before, I was quite scared of the spirits. And 
I was not at all sure that I was supposed to be a medium. I had never even gone to a medium myself. I had never ever had an appointment with a medium. I had never met a medium. So it scared me. It really scared me and I and I doubted myself. I doubted my decision and then when I woke up that morning and I saw the ladybug on my duvet it felt like it felt like a miracle almost. And I thought to myself maybe this is a sign. Maybe this is a sign that I'm supposed to be here. Maybe this is a sign that I am supposed to do this. Maybe this is my way. I got up and I lifted the little ladybug onto a potted plant <laughs> that I found in the kitchen. And I hope that it survived at least for a little bit. And I went on with my mediumship training. And I know now that that was exactly what I was supposed to do. So the ladybug was definitely a sign. And why I thought it was a sign was because there is a little children's saying, a little children's game that you do in Sweden when you when you see a ladybug. You take it in your hands and you say, fly, fly, Maria ladybug. And then you make a wish. And then that wish supposedly comes true. Or at least according to the children's tale. And uh, my sister's name was Maria. My sister who had died about seven years earlier to that time when I went to medium school. And in the middle of winter, <laughs> that February morning, I found Maria Ladybug on my duvet. And I thought that it was her telling me to go on with the education. One time when we were moving abroad, my husband and I, I was quite scared and it was it was intimidating, you know, with all the white space on the map, <laughs> everything you don't know, everything about the culture that I didn't know, the language that I didn't speak. And I felt, I felt scared and I felt like an outsider and it was hard to get jobs and it was hard to get friends and I wasn't at all sure that I liked this new life. It was wonderful. It was a life in the sun. It was fabulous, fabulous summer evenings out on the plaza with my husband in the warm summer breeze and the sound of the crickets underneath the stars. And it was incredibly beautiful. It was an incredibly beautiful life. So I would love to sit on the balcony and just enjoy my moment. And I would love to enjoy taking trips to little white villages on the mountainsides. And I would love the, the, the Spanish people because they're so really incredibly kind and helpful. But still, I didn't feel at home. I felt, I felt like an outsider. And I thought to myself one spring morning that maybe we shouldn't stay. Maybe we should go back to Sweden. Maybe we did not belong. And I was doing the dishes that morning. It was a spring morning. And I looked out and I saw something weird. We have a window overlooking a little atrium just outside our kitchen. And I could see 
hundreds and hundreds of little bugs climbing up the walls in that atrium. Hundreds of little bugs. And I'm scared of bugs. <laughs> I'm scared of a lot of things, you know. So I'm scared of bugs. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what are, the, what are these bugs? What are they doing in this atrium? And what am I supposed to do? And there are hundreds of them. And then as it got lighter, I looked at them closer. And I realized that they were all ladybugs. <laughs> they were hundreds and hundreds of ladybugs being born in my little atrium outside my kitchen window. And as they climbed up the walls, they flicked their little wings, they got them ready to fly, and they started flying. And soon hundreds of ladybugs were swarming around <laughs> in our, on our balcony and they were drying their brand new spotted wings on my flip-flop in the sun and they were learning to coordinate their flying. They were bumping against the white walls, they were bumping against the, the furniture, they were, they were everywhere. So the ladybugs again had appeared on a moment where I really needed guidance, when I had said, is it meant for me to leave? Am I not supposed to be here? And in that same instant, I saw the ladybugs. And I thought to myself, well, maybe, maybe I am supposed to be here. Maybe I am supposed to live this life. Maybe I am at the right place at the right time. So we decided that we would give this new life a real shot. And guess what? <laughs> now I have the most amazing friends. I would like to thank all of you who know me, all of you who are my friends. And I would like to tell you that I'm so very grateful. Because thanks to you, I no longer feel like I don't belong. And I love my life. That was how the ladybugs appear in my life as a sign. But then our spirit guides can give us other signs as well. One thing that I have discovered a lot when I'm on the right path is numbers. When I see unusually many pairs on my watch every day, like one day I spotted 10, 10, 11, 11, 12, 12, 13, 13, 14, 14, 16, 16, 18, 18, 19, 19, and so on, then I know that, okay, this is a sign. And I have to tell you, I do not walk around with my eyes on my watch all the time. And these kind of repeated numbers, they don't happen all the time either. But during different periods of my life, for example, when I was preparing workshop, etc., I saw these repeated numbers on my watch all the time, several days in a row. <laughs> and I knew, okay, guys, now you're giving me a sign. Thank you so much for giving me this sign that I'm on the right path. Another sign that I got that was maybe a little bit weirder <laughs> than the repeated numbers, because I know that many of you see signs as repeated numbers as well. But another sign that I got before I signed up for the mediumship training was kind of weird. It was summer 
And during several weeks during that summer, I woke up early in the morning by someone ringing my doorbell. And you know how you wake up from someone ringing your, ringing your doorbell? You just, you just stumble out of bed and you put on whatever robe you have and you rush to the door and you open the door and, and no one was there. No one was there. And it happened the next morning. I woke up from the bell ding-donging and the sound was loud. <laughs> it was ding-donging in my entire house. And I got up and I put on my robe and I rushed to the door and I opened the door and no one was there. And it happened every morning for weeks. Every morning for weeks. I woke up to that doorbell with an invisible ringer. <laughs> Yeah, there could have been a completely logical explanation for that as well. But the interesting thing is that eventually when I went to the medium training, I told the group this and several other members had had the exact same experience as me. One woman, she woke up from her cell phone ringing every morning and no one was calling her. The cell phone had never registered any call. Her cell phone hadn't been ringing, but she woke up from it ringing every morning. And another one, similar to me, had woken up every morning by someone knocking on the door. But no one was there when she opened it. It was kind of a weird coincidence that many of us in the group had had similar experiences just prior to us going to the mediumship training. And my spiritual teacher, Anna-Lena Wikström, who's a very famous medium in Sweden, she said that these types of experiences aren't unusual at all. Many people experience this, and it's when spirit calls us to work that we experience things like that. So we had been called by spirit to start our spiritual path. We had been called by spirit to attend the mediumship training, to take this big step on our spiritual path because it was time. It was our time to do it. It was time to take a really significant step on our journey. The even weirder thing is that once I had answered the call, once I had started on the mediumship training, no one ever <laughs> rang my doorbell in the morning again. The ringing of the doorbell just stopped. So I knew then that it actually was spirit calling me. So how do you connect with your spiritual guides? Well, the very best thing that you can do is just invite them into your life to help you. Start asking them for help. And maybe they will intervene like they did for me when I needed my bus trip to go to my Reiki healing training. Or maybe they will intervene in any other way that you need help. Just ask them and invite them into your life to help you. And they will help you. And if you want signs from your spirit guides, then think about how do you feel in different situations. Because many times they communicate with us with our intuition. They give us nudges with our intuition. They give us a feeling maybe about a situation. 
And that feeling, when we learn to interpret it, can be a really strong message on whether something is good for us or bad for us, if a relationship is good for us or bad for us, if a person is will be a good friend or not. And these intuitive nudges can really, really guide you in life. Many people call it a gut feeling. <laughs> they follow their gut feeling. And many, many people live their lives according to their gut feeling. And that is one way that you can work with your guides and you will start to live a more guided life. And then there are signs like butterflies, for example. Start asking for signs and see what shows up in the nearest days or even in the nearest hours. And once you have seen a sign several times, and you can see similar circumstances, you can start to interpret the signs, just like me with my repeated numbers on my watch. When I see those repeated numbers, I know that, okay, now that I'm working on this book and I see these repeated numbers, it's a sign that I'm on the right way. So start paying attention to signs, start asking for signs, and start interpreting signs in your life so that you too can experience signs. Ask your guides for help. Pay attention to your intuition and the nudges that you get and start asking for signs and have fun with this. And next week, Nicola will be back again and we will talk about another exciting topic about spirituality, of course. Until then, I just wish you the most amazing day or the most restful night if you're listening to this late at night. And if you have any questions about your spirit guides or about anything else spiritual, then just send me a message here. If you're listening on YouTube, you can just drop a comment. If you're listening on Anchor, you can actually leave me a voice message if you have a question, which is kind of cool. I hope you enjoyed my stories today about my spirit guides and have a lovely, lovely day. Lots of love, lots of blessings and lots of light to you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Spirituality. If you want to connect with me or subscribe to our podcast, you can do so on my website, elizabethlily.com. And if you want to connect with Nicola, you can do so on Facebook. Just search for Nicola Jane Ivanov. The music in today's episode was written and produced by myself and my husband Henrik. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>